Patriots Beat is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right, everyone, welcome in to a early edition of the Patriots Beat podcast right here on the CLNS Media Network. Brian Hanson, Pat's Pulpit, joined as always by Alex Barr from 98.5 The Sports Hub. And we have our practice squad. We are 15... 15-person practice squad the Patriots put together yesterday, so still one open spot, and we are going to break that down a little for you this Thursday morning, but before we get into that, there was some 53-man roster movement yesterday, and we need to discuss, because Tyquan Thornton, for the second straight year, uh, will be starting the season on IR. Uh, he made the 53, so he will be eligible to return after four weeks. It was that parent, it was a shoulder injury. It looked like that second practice in, in Green Bay. He hauled in a, a dive and catch from Mac, kind of landed hard on his shoulder, hasn't practiced since. So, open spot on the 53. They kept six receivers, but no Taekwon again to start the year. Yeah, it's concerning because he's starting from behind again and the, the clock's really starting to tick on him. And I think he got passed over by DeMario Douglas. It's hard to say whether or not he got passed over Kayshawn Booty because he wasn't out there to see if Booty was repping over him. But I, at this point, he has because Booty's going to be playing now. He won't be. He's going to have to come back in and catch up. So uh, I, there's been a lot of talk about the 2022 draft class in recent days. I know I, me, Mr. Positive, got jumped on for kind of already writing it off after a year. But Patriots have kind of already written off after a year. Six of their 10 picks uh, are not going to be on the active roster to start the year. Of those, and, and I think none of the off, uh, Cole Strange is the lone offensive player they drafted. The deep, the defensive half of that draft actually looks pretty good. Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, Sam Roberts. Those guys are all doing fine. Uh, off it, that The offensive half of that draft, and we know who was in charge of the offense last year, and I think had a big hand in drafting that class. It's not looking great. It's really not yep. looking great right now. Yep. So what do you think Taekwon's kind of future is here? If Because if Douglas and Booty have a strong first month and they should have opportunities here, I mean, you still hope Taekwon can come back and, and contribute at some point there, but I don't know. Where are you kind of at with, with his future with this team? I think he really has to prove it this year when he comes back because he has no guaranteed money in the last two years of his rookie contract. And get ready for everybody to think they're cool by calling him the surprise cut of camp next year. (laughs) Unless he really comes back and breaks out, uh, I think he's going to be playing for a roster spot next summer. Yeah, I I agree with you there. So that'll be interesting to see what what happens with Taekwon there. Again, out four games minimum, then he can can return, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. But we can get to the practice squad here, and everyone can take you know a deep breath and relax because Bailey Zappi is back. He, he cleared waivers. He reportedly had uh, seven offers, I think it was, from other teams. They didn't specify whether that was practice squad or, or a 53-man roster spot. I would imagine it was practice squad if he came back to the New England yeah. practice squad. But Bailey Zappi is back. Patriots, so we can get to Malik in a second too, but the Patriots have more quarterbacks than just Mac Jones. They can elevate him early in the year to be the backup on game day and then eventually sign him to the 53. So Bailey Zappi is back. Who would have thought, Brian? Who would have thought the Patriots (laughs) would only keep one quarterback except anybody who followed the team in 2021 when they did the exact same thing and also did it with kickers in 2020. 
It's just Bill Belichick manipulating the new roster rules and the new practice squad rules. That's all this yep. is. They're always going to have a backup quarterback. So it, there, there's two sides to this. They, they're not done with Bailey Zappi. And the people who thought the, the anti that here, here's why I know I'm right about Bailey Zappi, because both sides of this argument hate me. Because I say he is a good backup quarterback. And you're not allowed to say that about Bailey Zappi or really any player in the modern NFL. It has to be extreme. A guy's either an all-pro or he doesn't belong in the league. Bailey Zappi is a backup quarterback. He's not a starter. But he also is a pretty good backup. You have to have a backup quarterback. You could do a lot worse than Bailey Zappi. So the way I look at it, like he's your backup. That's who he is. They, they were keeping him. They clearly were not done with him. That being said, they were okay being done with him. Because and Bill's talked about this. You never know if you wave a guy, if you're going to get him back. And they were ready to move on. Doesn't mean they wanted to. And I'm getting the notification that my stream's cutting out, so I apologize if it is. Um, they they were okay moving on from him if that's what it came to. Doesn't mean they wanted to, but they were okay with it. So that should tell you what the gap is between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. If they thought there was a chance that Bailey Zappi was going to start early in the season, they probably wouldn't have risked losing him, right? Yep. He's back. He's here as the backup. That's what it is. He is the backup quarterback. Now, I don't love that they burned his rookie contract. We'll see what that ultimately amounts to. I would have just found a way to keep him. But I do think this tells you that they it, they were okay. They were okay saying if, if, if it happens, it happens. We'd like to have him back as the backup. And he'll get elevated over the next couple of weeks. And he'll get signed to the 53-man roster at some point. But the, this is who he is. He's the backup quarterback. Yep. So they can elevate him three times, I believe. And then yes. they can... They'll, they'll sign him to the 53, I, I imagine. But I don't know. Do you, do you think there's a spot for a veteran quarterback still potentially coming in here? Because they have an open spot on the 53 after Taekwon. So I know yeah. people... And they have do said, have an open spot on the practice squad yes. as well. So I know people yeah. have said like Colt McCoy or, you know, you mentioned A.J. McCarron the other day. Do you think maybe there's still a veteran in here? Because as you said, they were kind of comfortable there moving on from Zappi potentially, and he wasn't great in the preseason in this new offense. I think it does help almost just like an extra coach to have an experienced quarterback in that room. Uh, I mean, there was even at one point, somebody said something like they may try to bring Trace McSorley back. I don't believe he signed elsewhere yet. No, I, I wouldn't be opposed to having a, a veteran in that room, whoever it is, whoever it ends up being. So I wouldn't rule it out. I do think Zappy ultimately ends up as like the backup on the 53 and maybe it's a veteran on the practice squad, but I, I wouldn't rule out them adding another quarterback at this point. No. Yep. Could be in the cards. Something, you know, they did it with like Garrett Gilbert last year and they needed some depth there anyway with injuries yeah. last year, but just get hey, a call Garrett Gilbert again. That yeah. would make a lot of sense. Why not? Uh, some, I don't um, think he's signed. Like I still don't think he's signed. Yeah, he wasn't on a team in the summer, I don't think. So I don't know. If, yeah, he's not signed. Texas if, high school football legend. <laughs> Garrett Gilbert. Go get him. Maybe he'll be back. But uh, they do stay in the quarterback room. Malik Cunningham also back. I know some people are worried about that. I think this is a good reminder that this happens every summer, and I'm, I do it too. But these, you get most of your practice squad guys back right like i yeah. think two percent of players who got cut the last few days got claimed on waivers and, and i think we all do this we hype up our own guys because we're watching them throughout the summer we see the potential but every team is going through this stuff 
and a lot of times it just makes sense for them to retain their own players that have been in the building the last five, six months. So good to get Malik back though, you know, keep that development going behind the scenes and maybe he can, can, can contribute in some fashion this year in one of those special quarterback packages or if he goes to the 53 with Zappi, maybe that emergency quarterback rule factors in here at some point too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yep. Uh, running backs, Ty Montgomery. I think we kind of expected him to stay around in some capacity. He was even choking yesterday. We asked him, are you on the practice squad or the active roster? He was just like, I don't really know. I'm just here and I'm practicing. But uh, he, he's back on the practice squad now. And probably someone, you know, with only Zeke and Ramondre on the active roster, you, you probably figure Montgomery might be an early candidate for – being elevated there early in the season and maybe eventually working his way onto the 53. I, I like him on the practice squad and, and maybe it's time to the 53 later, but given his history with injuries, you get him there. You don't have to worry about burning a roster spot. Cause even, even if you like tweak something, right. You yeah. know, if he's hurt for a week or two and he can't be active, well now you're out of roster spot. You don't want to place him on IR. You don't want to lose him for that long, but you're also down a guy. It's on the practice squad. You can give him a week or two to rehab. So, I think that's a good spot for him to start. The three elevations help. I don't think he'll be elevated all of the first three weeks because quarterback has to take one spot. We know that. Like they need a second quarterback draft uh, dressed on on game day. And then I like I think Matt Sokol is a guy who or, or Pharaoh Brown. Those guys will get elevated early to help with some of these pass rushes as blockers. So you'll see Ty Montgomery mix in there. But they should be able to get through the first month or so keeping him on the practice squad. And then you gauge where he's at physically and you go from there. So it, it makes a lot of sense. I wish they could have gotten J.J. Taylor back because I thought he had a really good summer and he could have fit in that role. Sounds like he wants to go elsewhere. I would hope the door's still open if nothing materializes elsewhere that he could still come back. But in the, for now, it's Ty Montgomery in that role. Yep. So Taylor will be interesting because I don't think he's gotten any – I don't no. know about – he might've got interest that we just haven't heard about, but he, he's still out there. So the reports where he wanted a fresh start, but maybe that's not out there for him. So he does work his way back, right back to new England. And then another kind of expected Kevin Harris back in that running back room, second year in a row that, that, you know, they cut him at the deadline uh, uh, roster cuts there and he ends up on the practice squad. So maybe he factors into the equation some somewhere. If maybe he, Andre he's or Zeke go down, that's, like your early down rusher. Right. He's, he's redundant to what they have. So he's a guy you have, like you said, an emergency case of injury. I, I don't think he's a guy. He doesn't, he doesn't bring anything they don't yeah. currently have. If that yeah. makes sense. Yep. But is the practice squad, is it still two elevations per week or did they change it to three this year? I believe it's still two. So three okay. is, it used to be, you could only be elevated twice. Like yeah. each player. So now each player can be elevated one more time, but, I don't think they're adding more players that can Still be elevated. Just two per week, so. Right. Yep. And then uh, receiver, then we can get into tight ends. Direct Pitts stays around. He, he started making some plays at the end of camp uh, sneakily, and then he had that, that one play against Tennessee, you know, where he took that slant like 20 yards. But that was another one we kind of thought was expected. You knew they'd keep probably one receiver there with Trey Nixon going to IR, that, that Direct Pitts, uh, that spot was his. Yeah, yeah, that makes again, and and you needed kind of another big body wide receiver for the scout team yep. and stuff like that. He had a good close to camp. I don't know that he's here without that. I wonder if they go out and get somebody else. So I thought that was a, a good for him for kind of. There's a couple guys that worked their way on late, and you're happy for him. Yep. 
And then tight end, you know, you mentioned Matt Sokol, another guy. We Maybe early in camp, he looked like he might have been making a push for the 53 spot there. But a guy, you know, you and I always thought you could just get to the practice squad and elevate would needed with just Henry and Gasicki making the 53. And then their one external candidate on the practice squad was Pharaoh Brown. Big, big body tight end, like 6'5", 240, He's like closer to 260. Yeah, so he, he's a big guy. He's played under Bill O'Brien before in Houston. So probably one of those like run blocking type yeah. bodies that you're, that you're looking for in that room with Henry and Gasicki not being great in that factor of the game. Yeah, he's 258. So he's a guy I think when when you burn up Matt Sokol's elevations, you still need a blocking tight end. Sokol probably goes first because he's been here. He's been on the team. He knows the playbook. But when Pharaoh Brown gets more comfortable, he becomes the next guy that you can elevate as that blocking tight end. So they got six games covered there between those two. That's that's not bad. And at that point, you'll have a much better idea of how you want to handle that position. Yep. Are you Johnny Lumpkin and Indy? That you shed a tear for that one. Him and him, he, he's about to unlock Anthony Richardson, and not the other way around. That could that could be the secret. Him and Anthony Richardson are going to be the Indy. new Brady and Gronk. Just watch. <laughs> I hope people know that I'm kidding. Just wait till he they do that. What was that Cam Newton play against Seattle, where it was like the fake power run, and then they like lofted it to well the jump pass, the Tim Tebow jump yeah. pass. Yeah, that'll, that'll be the Johnny Lumpkin. No, honestly, that's for a team that's going to run the ball a lot. It, especially with the quarterback, Johnny Lumpkin makes a lot of sense there. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets into some games there. Yep. Now they just need Jonathan Taylor back and my fantasy team. But yeah. <laughs> uh, offensive line, they, you know, they kept eleven on, on the active roster, so uh, only three on the practice squad here with Cody Rusi, Andrew Stuber, two second-year guys they seem to really like and want to develop here, and then James Ferenc sticks around for I think his sixth straight year here and seventh. Uh, Seven straight year, so 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah, 23. This will be a seven. All right. So, you know, that veteran guy they like, he took a lot. He like almost was another coach last year in that room. So, just maybe a good guy, veteran guy to keep around in that room while you have a lot of new faces in this year and, and some of those younger guys. Yeah. It, they, uh, Ference was never going anywhere. Obviously, they like him. They like Cody Rusi. I, I think that they might play, if, if you see injuries on the offensive line, they might play over some guys they kept. I You're going to see those two guys playing games this year. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, I'd trust Rusi almost over some of those, like, Jake Andrews. And yeah. uh, Moffey had a, a, an all right summer. Moffey's but... the one rookie. I'm like, if, if he needs to play, yeah. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see with City. So that's a different question on the tackle spot. But also the offensive line, maybe one of the biggest surprises is Bill Murray's gone. And he signed with uh, Chicago's practice squad there. But that's a guy who Bill has said three times, nobody works harder than Bill Murray. And, and that's, you know, some high praise for Bill there. Well, so. Here's the thing. He, he loves himself some James Ferentz. He loves him Cody Rusi. He loves yeah. Bill Murray. Just, Maybe he really loves Andrew Stuber. Like I, well, they needed a tackle, I guess. But yeah. the interior guys, those are his guys. It's a little bit of a Sophie's Choice for him there. It had to be. It was tough. Number crunch. And then yeah. Chase and Hines, you know my guy, signed it in Miami, so he's gone. He's gone too out of that out of that offensive line group. But just three on the practice squad. Lots of bodies on the active roster. We'll, we'll see how that kind of shakes out, and then. Uh, should we hear from our friends at FanDuel first before we jump over to the defense yes. side of the practice? 
Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL in Massachusetts, 21-plus in present NMA, first online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com backslash sportsbook hope is here gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24 7 support play it smart from the start game sense ma.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234 NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23 no refunds terms and embargoes apply $100 off NFL Sunday ticket not YouTube TV YouTube TV TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment, commercial use excluded, subscriptions renewed, cancel anytime. All right. So defensively, practice squad, probably some names we expected to stick around here. Uh, linebackers, Calvin Munson, Joe Giles, Harris. Munson kind of in that maybe Ty Montgomery mold, right? He had a well, – he had, Munson had a good summer, really good last preseason game. But vested vet, you can cut him, get him right back, and then maybe – you know, you elevate him at some point here, you know, work on the kicking game and have a role, or maybe he's even a candidate for that last 53-man roster spot that's now opened. And then Joe Giles-Harris, guy signed on mid-August, kind of late, but thought he had some some good moments in, in those final two preseason games. So you figured they'd keep one of those, like, depth linebackers around, Diego Fago, Joe Giles-Harris. Fago's on the IR, so he'll be in the building for next year, so... That's kind of where they were at, linebacker. And Ronnie Perkins in that mix, too. Good to keep him around. You know, former third-round pick, started flashing at the end of summer, but it's just injuries. Can he, he, he stay healthy? So keeping some depth there at those positions. And I think this is where another spot opens up. It's kind of been reported that Calvin Munson will probably get one of the 53 spots once. I don't think – have they officially put Taekwon on IR yet? I don't think they have. No, it was, it was the report yesterday, but no, they haven't officially done it. So once they do that, I think you see maybe Calvin Munson open up. Yeah, good for Joe Giles Harris. Came in late, made a strong push, ends up on ends up on the practice squad. Yep. And then I think the last one was Waitman, right? Oh no, Bledsoe, Josh Bledsoe. Yeah. Another guy you figured would, would kind of stick around here. They they like him. Seems like a really smart guy. He's been praise in that department since you know his rookie year so they didn't need him on the on the 53 with all their their safety talent and depth there but you know just another good guy to to keep around in that room and someone you have experience with they like him they yeah. they like him he'll be here gives them safety depth gives them spe- gives them special teams depth uh yeah he'll be around yep and then last but not least by the way these are all the remember when we were doing the podcast and, oh, put him on the practice squad put him on the practice squad and people like bars putting everybody on the practice squad they're all, I think that's they're all here. They all ended up here. So <laughs> they're all here. And then, uh, yeah, last but not least, Corliss Waitman. Uh, I know a lot of people like joke about it. The backup punter. You have Bryce Berenger on the on the fifty three, but they like having that lefty foot uh, available to them in practice. Marcus Jones said last year how how helpful that was as a returner to have you know be able to catch the right and the left footed punts in, in practice. So. 
another one we kind of thought would stick around here, but um, yeah, Waitman will will be around for for now at least. Yeah, again, makes sense. Kind of saw that one coming, and that way, if something does happen with Baron or Brown, I know you don't want to think about it, but if he does start to struggle again, you, you already have a guy in the building you can just swap in there. Yeah. And, and he wasn't bad this summer. I, I thought he had a pretty good summer. It was just, yeah, you know, yeah, he kept it close. Yeah, it was just, you know, six round pick rookie and has a monster leg. It was facing an uphill battle for for Waitman there, but he but he wasn't bad. So that's the fifteen man practice squad. They still have one open spot. I don't know. I know like Jeremiah Farms was reported to maybe join that crew. Where, it would make sense. Yeah. They need look. They need another nose tackle. They don't have any nose tackles behind Devon Godshaw, so he would kind of fill that spot. Yeah, that's where I would kind of think that last spot goes to. And, and again, they might open up some more. But any other positions you're kind of looking at there? I know we talked about quarterback, but anything else on that practice squad? Um, again, adding a defensive lineman. I think that's yeah. that's kind of the, the big external addition at this point. Once they do that, I feel like they got a pretty complete group. I don't think there's anywhere they don't have enough depth. Yep. So, and we'll see JJ Taylor maybe how that market right shakes out. So, we'll we'll see with that practice squad, and uh, we should mention it too with the fifty three. Uh, Riley Reef was another candidate for the IR. He hasn't been reported or officially been put on IR either, but he hasn't been practicing since that Tennessee game. So that's another roster spot that could potentially open up here. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens there, but. That, that's pretty much pretty much it from the practice squad department for now, yeah. at least. So that that's your group. That's your practice squad group. That's the crew. So should we do a few minutes of questions, or we can take some questions, uh, and then I do want to get a college football minute in at the end. Um, right. Any interest in Jalen Rieger? Not really. No, yeah, <laughs> you you already have Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on that. Uh, any interest in Kareem Hunt? Uh, not really. I don't think they have. They're gonna have to pay him, right? Like he, I think right. there was a report yesterday that he has four offers that he's looking over. So that means he doesn't like any of them. So you're gonna have to get into a bidding war there. And I don't know. Also, he's not gonna play over Zeke and, Ram- and Ramondre. So yeah, you're talking. To, they have enough. You need they need depth running back. So you don't need another guy at the top of the depth chart because you want Ramondre play. Like I know I'm the person who's been like, hey, play Ramondre less, play him less, but still play him. Like yeah. it doesn't mean don't play him a lot. He should still play a lot. So look, if he wants to come here and be the third running back and play like 10 offensive snaps a game and play on teams, sure. That's not what he's looking for, and that's not what they're looking for. No. Um what's your uh Pop Douglas? Ooh, over that's a under good four. number. So who it was? Uh, was it Schrager? Peter Schrager yeah. on the NFL Network yesterday put him on. He does like ten breakout candidates, and Pop Douglas was on there. So he's breaking out over forty-five. Well, I mean, that would obviously be breaking out over forty-five. Well, but are so you that's like two and a half catches a game. Actually, not that. It seems like a lot. It's not that much. I'll take the over. Not by much. If he gave me fifty, I'd struggle. I'll take the over, but I, I wouldn't put a lot on it. Yeah. Um. I'm- 45. Somebody said just bring Brian Hoyer back and get it over with. Uh, he's under contract with the Raiders. So he's not, unless you're going to trade for Brian Hoyer, which they're not going to, I would be shocked. Uh, he's not coming back. They cut him when he was under contract. I yeah. They, they had him. They could have kept him. Um, 
what we got any other questions here uh how many expectate we kind of just talked about the expectations for pop douglas kayshawn booty 45 over under two and a half catches a game i'd put i'd go under for him i feel i'm gonna go under because with, with douglas especially with thornton on ir now like it's pretty clear there's a role for him he's going to play kayshawn booty's kind of he's only gonna whoop again with the freaking camera He's only there. We go. He's only going to play if guys get hurt. Yeah. So I, he's more of a project player. Talk to me about Keishon Booty next year. I think the numbers get bigger when Kendrick Bourne's contract is up, and and you know we'll see if Taekwon's here. And the only two veterans they really have under concrete contract next year are Juju and Parker. So we'll and that that's your slot and your X. So Keishon Booty kind of logically is a Z. Trade for Jared Stidham? No, they already have Bailey's happy. <laughs> would be my 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 take on that i don't know if you feel differently i'm, I'm not a stidham no. guy uh I yeah i don't need stidham All right, uh, right. quick what do you yeah. think week one quick look ahead do you put gonzalez over Devonte smith and jack jones or another physical corner on aj brown were you running Gonzalez on AJ Brown and just kind of throwing him? I right think you're putting there? Gonzalez on AJ Brown with help. So this isn't really a Jack Jones game. You're putting Gonzalez on AJ Brown with help, and you're probably putting Jonathan Jones on Devonta Smith for the speed. Yep, that's I'm in that same boat. Yeah, and you're telling them to take out you. You John. So the way the Patriots' defense works is you need for their system to work one corner has to take out one receiver one on one, and then you kind of use other things across the board. I think Devontae Smith is the guy you're trying to take out. It, it's the classic. Instead of putting your number one corner on the number one receiver and kind of going heavyweight on heavyweight, you put your top corner on the number two receiver, thinking that there's enough the talent gap there. You could totally erase that guy, and then you handle the number one with help. So that's Jonathan Jones in this context would be the number one corner. He's a better matchup on Devontae Smith, again, because of the foot speed. And then it's Gonzalez and Jack Jones probably rotating on A.J. Brown with help over the top from Jalen Mills or uh, Jabril Peppers. Yeah. Do you expect a lot of a zone defense, though, because of that Philly, Philly run game? I expect it, but I, I hope that they don't. I mean, oh, that... you're talking about for that game. For the season, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. For that game, that should be one of their higher zone yeah. games, higher zone rate games of the year, I would say that. I forgot who, uh, where he was talking, but someone asked Devin McCourty that question, and he said, yeah, I expect a lot of zone in that opening game just because of that Philly run game. So That makes sense. I thought you were talking about for the season. Oh, no. They, I, they, yeah, they're a man. They're Gonzalez man. has been much better in man yeah. than zone. That's like uh, his few struggles throughout the preseason have, have come in zone, and he had some yeah, issues yeah. there at, at college too. So that, they're a man team. Thoughts on Sam Roberts? Good for him. Late push yeah. made the roster. I don't know how much he'll play. But he's here. He's on the team. Yeah. That's like, there's so much depth and talent on that D-line. It might be tough for him to get snaps. But he had a he had a really good preseason. So that's like, you talk about booty. Like, maybe when Lawrence Guy next year, is he going to still be here? And some of those guys, maybe Roberts has an elevated role uh, next year. But, yeah, keeping him around, working with Covington and Joe Kim on the defensive line, that uh, will be Intriguing player to watch in the future, though. Do we think Christian Gonzalez can have a sauce-like impact? Sauce Gardner from the Jets. Here, I, I have a developing take. This isn't so much about sauce. I, he's kind of the guy that made me realize this. This isn't a total knock on him. I know it's going to come across that way. Uh, the 
cover three, whatever it is, cover, whatever that Seattle defense is technically yeah. called. I forget the Seattle cover three. It's like Mabel or something, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. The Seattle cover three is to cornerbacks what the Shanahan offense is to quarterbacks. That defense is designed to make things as easy as possible on the cornerback and where things are really happening or elsewhere in the formation. It's, it's tasking the linebackers a lot more. It's tasking the defensive ends a lot more. It's tasking the safeties a ton as a corner in that defense. You're playing on one side, you're playing zone. Everything is in front of you. You are just sitting back there reading and reacting to one player. There's not a ton of reads. There's, it's really just physical ability. Can you be bigger, faster, stronger than the guy opposite for you? There's nothing wrong with that because it works. Clearly it works. Made Richard Sherman. It's making sauce. Gardner, a lot of corners have succeeded in that scheme. But I do think it is some of like that Shanahan thing where you should be good in it. It's designed to make you look good. There's not a lot of heavy lifting there. So can Gonzalez have an impact on the Patriots like Sauce had on the Jets last year? Yes, but the Patriots defense is the opposite of that. The Patriots defense is puts a ton of weight on the cornerbacks, especially that number one boundary corner. You kind of make or break the Patriots defense when you're out there. And that's why they had Ty Law all those years, right? They were great. They had Asante Samuel. Then they didn't have that guy. Surprise, surprise, that coincided with their longest drought of Super Bowl wins. And then they get a keep to leave. They get Darrell Revis. They get Malcolm Butler. They get JC Jackson. And yeah, Stephon Gilmore. Jesus, Stephon Gilmore is like the <laughs> ultimate example of this. And you saw them start winning again. So he can do it. But the context would be completely different. Yep. And it would be way more impressive for Christian. Nothing against Sauce. It's just the way they play. Sauce isn't shadowing receivers. Gonzalez probably will. Sauce has very little man responsibilities. Gonzalez probably will. Sauce gets help. Gonzalez, I know I said he pr he'll probably have help in week one. Most of the season, I would think he's the guy they're going to put on the island yep. for most of their matchups. So it's a different, it's a little apples and oranges yep. between what, what Sauce is doing and, and, and what Gonzalez is going to end up uh, being asked to do. Yep, which is why he might also have some some low lights at times, right? Yeah, like, there's going to be growing he, pains with him. He's going to get, your corner is such a hard position anyway, and as a rookie, you're, you're going to get beat sometimes, but... Yeah, I, I agree with you there. But um, if you want to just end with this one, then we can go quick college football. Okay. Minute. Uh, because Devontae Parker wasn't practicing yesterday. He was a lone new absence. But I believe there was a report. I forget who put it out. I that think it was, was Doug. Doug Kide said he was fine. Was so Okay. So we are going to the practice in about an hour and a half. So we'll see if he's back out there today. Even if he's not out there today, as long as he's back out there Wednesday. Yeah, I'll feel week. good. It'll be fine. So, want to get into a quick college football minute? Yeah, I think we got we gotta we gotta hit this because it is week one. We've got D one ball tonight, Brian. Florida, Utah. I don't think it's going to be as exciting as last year's game. The Anthony Richardson coming out party. It's uh, Graham Cam Mertz. Rising. It's Graham Mertz time. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be as exciting. Cam <laughs> Rising isn't even playing for Utah. I have a buddy who literally he picked. Utah in, in, in our pick him just because he said, I'm not picking Grant Mertz. I will never pick Grant Mertz. He picked him once and he burned him bad and he he's not in our Grant Mertz. But, um, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this weekend. If you want to get into college football, now is the time to do it. I'd say watch game day Saturday morning. Go look at the slate. Pick a game or two you're going to watch. Um, 
it's finally back. So let's let uh, is, give me your thoughts on week one, and then I have a thing I want to do. Is a, is Cam Rising hurt or? I have not been able to figure that out. That is a great question. Uh, let me look. He's he is... listed with a knee injury. Okay. But I don't know. If oh, that's... that's right. I forgot. He tore his ACL in the Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah. That was. It's been a while. It's been a while in the college football world. But yeah, go Graham Mertz. I'm, I'm rooting for Graham Mertz still. But um, give give me your thoughts on, on what, week one. I mean, I'm just. I'm just excited. I'm just excited to sit on the couch and watch college football all day. But I mean, I guess the big game. Who are you going? LSU, FSU. Day. Really? I have. I think I've F it. I so. What do I, I like? I really like LSU as a team this year. But I yep. think I I I like both those teams. Honestly, I I don't even remember who I took. I took Florida State to cover. I still think I might be taking LSU to win. Um, I really like Jane Daniels. I really like uh, Neighbors, the receiver. But at the same time, I think Johnny Wilson, Florida State wide receiver, 6'5", awesome. 237, <laughs> runs a 4-4. He is going to be in the conversation, be a top 10 pick by the end of the year. He's already considered a first-round pick. Super excited for him. A lot of draft talent in that game. If you're going to pick a game to watch, and that game is actually Sunday night. Uh, it's not on Saturday. It's the Sunday night kickoff game. If you're, if you're watching just for draft talent, watch that game. Um, somebody said no one in New England cares about college football other than uh scouting players. All right, then watch then watch LSU watch Florida State team. Sunday night. Trust me. Give me your playoff teams. Last year we did the easy 14 playoff. Give me your playoff teams. Oh man. Um I mean, I feel like you gotta put Georgia. Mm, I'll go Georgia, Michigan. Mm, Bama will be four. Okay. Even though who knows playing quarterback there, but I mean, you just, and then I don't know. I guess it's pretty chalk, but I guess USC at this point. All right. I don't like that though. That's so chalk. Great. Run through it again. Georgia, Michigan, USC, and Bama. That's so so chalk. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm gonna get a dark. But isn't it usually there. chalk outside of TCU last year, and that should have been that's, USC yeah. probably. Yeah. I had so I had USC. Every, we did this last year. Mike thought I was nuts for picking USC because Caleb Williams wasn't Caleb Williams yet, but I loved him at Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, I am going to go. It's going to be a lot of overlap from last year. I think Alabama figures out the quarterback situation. Man, I'm worried, and I'm an Alabama guy, but I'm worried. I, I, I'm torn between them or Texas from the SEC. I think the SEC only gets one – or them or – spoiler alert, them or, or Georgia from the SEC. I only think the SEC gets one team this year. Okay. I'm going to say Georgia for now. Georgia, Ohio State. I, they got too much talent not to get in. Yeah. USC and Texas. Texas? I like Texas. I picked Texas last year, and Quinn Ewers got hurt, and it blew up my spot. Yeah. They've got Ewers. They've got Xavier Worthy. They've got uh, uh, a ton of other wide receivers whose names I'm blanking on. Um, they, they've got talent on the deep. That is a talented team. I think Texas wins the Big 12 and gets in. Yeah. Who's, nobody's making it from the Pac-12 this year. Like the Pac-12, or sorry, from the um, ACC this year. Down year for Clemson. Yeah. Like I said, I like Florida State. I don't love Florida State that to that extent. Um, they have a lot of talent as well. They'll be in the mix there late, but... I'm going Florida State would be like my fifth team 
or six team, I guess, because yep. I said I'm, I'm between. Uh, that's that's my top six. My top six in, in whatever order is Georgia, Alabama, USC, Texas, Florida State, Ohio State. Think Oregon? Oregon could sneak in there. No, I don't believe in Bo Nix. Yeah. Bo Nix is going to have to win a big game, which he very famously it's does not do. Not going to. Yeah. Yeah, I like Texas too. And, oh, next week already, Texas at Alabama. That's going to be, that's going to be unreal. So, college football, it, it's so back. We're so back. So bad. We're so back. Nick Trigg put out the graphic yesterday yeah. with the schedule, oh, and I'm like, great. yeah, here we go, baby. We're yeah. we're with gas now. Yeah, Starting tonight, five days in a row, Brian, of college ball. Five, really six. Yeah. It was uh, it, it wasn't very watchable. Jackson State played South Carolina State last night, and it was like. 30 nothing in like Visual. the first minute of the third quarter. And I was like, hey, and you know, there's no more Coach Prime. I, I watched Jackson State a good amount last year. I liked Shadir Sanders, liked watching him, like Coach Prime. Um, yeah, I don't know. Was well, I, I watched it because it's it's college football and it was on, but like late in that game, I was like, ah, this is this is the grind. Just, uh, yeah, it, it get right back into it. It's a blowout. There's nothing else on getting me ready for some Tuesday night action, but yeah, oh, it's back. But all right, well, me and I was Al- going to do this year. How's what? Endicott going to do this year. Who knows? <laughs> so Endicott played Ithaca, my school, in the playoff last year. Who won? D3 playoffs. I think Ithaca won because then they went the next week to the number one team in the nation and got smacked. Like, I think it was like 40 nothing, like midway through the second quarter. They got destroyed. But if Ithaca plays That's Endicott that. again, we may have to, uh, we have may a have to do something with that. Friendly yeah. wager for that one. Yeah. We'll keep a lookout. But um, all right. College football back Patriots practice squad put together for now, but Alex and I have to run down to Gillette stadium for practice and media availability today. So follow Alex on Twitter at real Alex. Oh, wait, sorry. Wait, hang on, Brian. Sorry to cut in here. September 9th, next week. Endicott Ithaca Ithaca. at Endicott. Wow. All right. So we got to see what happens week one, but that will right. be brought up next week. All right. That I will gotta... be uh, brought up. Do they play uh, uh where'd ten. Mike go again? Westfield? Uh was it Worcester or Worcester West? State. All right. I think they're not gonna play Worcester State. Uh, but all right. Next I gotta, week. I had to text some people at Endicott and, and see how the teams look in this year. So. I have no more connections at Ithaca, so I'll be flying by the seat of my pants. But all right. So that'll be on the radar for next week. But follow Alex on Twitter at real Alex Barth. Go read all of his stuff at 985 the Sports Hub. Dot com. Follow me on Twitter at I am Brian Hines. Go read all my stuff over at patspulpit.com. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week.